Greetings to the PATH family. Our slogan at the PATH is meeting you where you are. We invite you to follow, share, and check us out on social media. You may connect with us at any time, anywhere. On Facebook at The PATH Church or Instagram and Twitter at Join the PATH. Without further delay, enjoy this week's sermon. All right, for those of y'all that are not action or boxing people, Creed 3 was born out of the Rocky series. Anybody know about the Rocky series? All right, so I am going to ask a quite controversial question, which I hope we will still be unified and loved um, after I ask this question. What is your favorite Rocky movie? You can log in to our mentee, um, you can put in that code, and you can put in your favorite Rocky. There's so many. I mean, there's Rocky, two, three, four, five, Balboa, which some people don't even count Rocky Balboa. But um, what is your favorite Rocky? Do we have any sisters that are voting, or is it just all the brothers? Okay. I know Jordan Edwards is voting. Okay. She got a whole explanation, too, for why whichever one is her favorite. Okay, the original. It's kind of taking off here. Oh, we don't remember. Okay. So I asked my husband this question. Honey, which one was your favorite Rocky movie? He was in another room, and he came out the room and said, Honey, is this even a question? Rocky Four. Okay? And I was like... Okay, honey, I'm sorry. Why is it Rocky IV? It's the ultimate underdog story. He's against all odds. He's against the technology. He's fighting a 100-foot Russian, okay? He's avenging his best friend, Apollo. What do you mean? How could there be another? Okay, honey, thank you. (laughs) Rocky IV for my husband, which is, you know, number two, honey. So maybe not everybody agrees with you, but amen. You be all. <laughs> so for me, I don't know. I, I'm an original girl, so I just picture the stairs. I picture Adrian, you know, and so I can kind of go the number one here with the Rocky original. But um, but I have a great appreciate. Okay, I, never mind. I like number four, y'all. Number four is my favorite for all the reasons that my husband just stated. All right. So Creed Three is like the spinoff for um, Rocky. You know, it follows um, Apollo Creed's um, son. Apollo was a character in, I don't remember which Rocky, but he was in one of them. And he what, was, all right, so he was in Rocky. And then, I, I just, I should have done my research with that one before I got up here. He was in Rocky and he was his opponent. And look, look, oh, wow, y'all, I feel, I don't know, I should have picked a different movie. I better come correct. He was in the, (laughs) he was his opponent, became his friend, passed away, and Adonis is his son, okay? And so it kind of marks his journey into following into his father's footsteps. Did y'all know Apollo Creed was inspired by Muhammad Ali? Oh, I came in here with Yes! So, okay, he was the man. So there's a lot of things you could take away from these movies. I mean, so many, especially Creed 3. You know, he's kind of like 
living the cushy life, and then homeboy from back in the day, he thinks he's a friend, not really a friend, he's in it for himself. So there's a lot we could take away, but I am going to focus on the theme that is kind of important as we enter into summer, summer, summer time. And that deals with, man, the shape that these boxers had to get in to go into this fight. Good Lord. I mean, it's a lot. Like, they got to, I mean, they, like, I love how Adonis, he decides he's going to fight, and then he's got to, like, go off and leave his family. He's focused. He's got to train. He's in the desert. They got to do push-ups. They got to do stairs. They got to, they got to pull things. Like, it's like, it's work. It's intense. And then I always think of the face. Y'all remember the face that, like, like Rocky had whenever he worked out? It was like the lip was like up here, and he was like doing push-ups, and he's lifting weights. And y'all ever go to the gym and y'all see people doing those face? Like Keegan's like, yes, this is my, this is my world actually. <laughs> but once the summertime hits for us personally, there's this whole drive to get into shape. You know, we want to get strong now. Like, we got like one week to our summer vacation. <laughs> and we just know we about to get in the gym. We about to get right. So that when we get on that beach, we gonna be looking right, okay? Can't nobody tell us different, all right? I became a fitness coach a few years ago and that's one of the number one questions I get asked. Now that it's summertime, how do I get right? And I'm like, boo-boo. There's a famous saying that summer bodies get made in the winter, okay? It takes time to train, okay? I know Keegan wants to come up here and preach this message with me. <laughs> it takes time. These boxers don't get into shape overnight. They don't get into shape in two weeks. They take time to train. But it's hard to get motivated in the winter because you got all that good food and you got all them clothes on, right? And we don't want to. We don't like to work out. We don't like to none of that, right? Uh -uh. And some of us, you know, you remember a time when you were active. Y'all remember doing videos growing up, like Jane Fonda, any, girl, any sisters do Jane Fonda? What about Tybo? One, two, three. Y'all remember that one? I remember doing Tybo with my mama. I just knew I knew how to fight. I wish somebody would come for me. I'm going to tie the mess out of them. Okay? But from a health and perspective, uh, a health and fitness perspective, I have always been an on-again, off-again person. So I'm like really good, and then like I have a salad, and I do a workout, and then I want like a whole feast, you know, for dinner. Like it's just an on and off again thing. I was trying to remember the last time I was consistent. I think it was in college when I was, da when I was dating you, honey. You know, we, oh, you want to go work out? Yeah, I want to go work out. <laughs> we could be here for two hours, okay? I'll be working. I'm really just trying to hang out with my boo, you know? But we got old, okay? We had kids, and I'm tired. And I love to eat, so it was hard to be consistent. And then I went to a women's retreat, y'all, and they messed me all the way up, okay? They started talking about health and fitness from a spiritual perspective. And I'm like, what, uh, what you mean spiritual? This, uh, uh This is a set-aside part of my life. It don't have nothing to do with that. 
Then we looked at scriptures like Matthew 22, 37. Matthew 22, 37. Today is going to be scripture day. So you're just going to be writing down a whole lot of scriptures. Matthew 22, 37. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. What does this scripture tell me? That we got to love God with everything that we have. And guess what we have? We have one body. And we are challenged to take care of that body. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. This passage talks about the misuse of your body. What happens when you have taken a gift from God and you don't use it correctly? What happens when you don't honor God with what he's given you. You know, we use this about purity a lot and honoring God with our temples, amen, that this is a temple of the Lord, and so we need to honor God with it. And what can happen when we don't honor God? Lots and lots of consequences, right? And I love this quote. It says, one pays the price when you use the body in a way that it was never intended to be used. You know, we think of this, again, from a purity standpoint, but what about from an everyday life standpoint? You know, as a woman, I can relate to putting our body through whatever it takes to take care of my family, to get where I got to go, if I can't sleep, if I can, whatever it takes. And it's like, man, God, what am I doing with this precious thing that is the gift that you've given me? You know, most people will take better care of something that does not belong to them. Y'all ever notice that? Like, if it's yours, you're like, whatever, but then somebody gives you something, and you like, you don't even breathe. You know, you just like, I got to make sure I take care of it. And God is like, I gave you your body. I want you to take care of it like it's a gift that you've been given. He bought it, and we were very expensive, y'all. We were very expensive, but God paid the price. I love that fighters like Adonis and Rocky were motivated. They were motivated, though, probably by their passion or like a career or, you know, just a, a drive that they had. You know, they worked hard, too. They worked out. Have y'all ever um, known any wrestlers? Angel comes from a, 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 um, a family of wrestlers. They have to actually make weight. So sometimes they have to cut weight. So sometimes if they're a few pounds over, they're like, well, I can't eat for the next day, and I got to run um, 13 miles before I weigh in. I'm like, what? Who does that? They go into strict training to meet the requirements that they have to do. You know, we get to be motivated by something so much bigger. We get to be motivated by God to take care of ourselves. Ephesians 2, chapter 10 Ephesians 2, chapter 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece, y'all. And he has plans for us in our families, at our jobs, okay? Okay. 
And so we have to make sure we take care of the gift that is us. Did I lose some of y'all? Y'all like, oh, Lord, she going to talk about health and fitness. I got vacation coming up. I've been thinking about those buffet lines I'm about to go down. <laughs> Just stay with me, okay? Stay with me. So oftentimes I get asked how I stay motivated to take care of myself. How do you do it, Christina? How do you choose a salad instead of a burger at a restaurant? What special juju do you have to be able to do that? And I tell them, I don't stay motivated. Motivation gets you started. But discipline and self-control and perseverance are what help you to stay the course. Now, don't those sound like three topics we read about in our Bibles over and over and over again? Well, how does it apply health-wise? Well, exercise requires you to take time in order to do You can't exercise if you don't make the time to do that. So that requires discipline to make it happen. You know, self-control comes, comes into place when you're eating, when you're at that restaurant, and you have options but you choose the healthier option. With any goal, you're gonna face obstacles. Can I get an amen about that? Amen. Perseverance, perseverance. Aren't these the qualities that we need in our walks with God? Aren't these the qualities that he exudes with us over and over and over again? How are we doing in the areas of our life with discipline, self-control, and perseverance? That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to throw out three, like, quotes that we say in the fitness world, and we're going to see how we can relate to those as it relates to us spiritually. My first point is no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Oftentimes, I, I teach online classes, and oftentimes when I teach my classes, people complain about what a challenge they are. My husband, not Paul, Samantha. <laughs> My husband in particular will give me dirty looks as I ask them to give me eight more accounts. Aria don't even give me dirty looks. She just, uh, mommy. <laughs> but why do I encourage people to do more when they say, I'm burning, I want to stop? It's because once you challenge your bodies to move, and you get them out of your comfort zone, all types of good things happen. You got oxygen. Oh, I got my doctors in the audience, too. You got oxygen getting to them lungs, right? You got the blood flow increasing to that heart. That's good, right? Your muscles are breaking down so they can grow. And do y'all know, like, the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn just standing there? Yeah, it takes more energy to hold your muscle than it does to do fat. So you want to build up those muscles. Aren't those all awesome things that happen when you push yourself out your comfort zone? Okay. Now, from a health perspective, we are all at different areas of life. We all have different challenges. We all have different health conditions. So the goal is not to compare ourselves to anybody else. Your pain does not look like your pain, does not look like your pain. Sometimes the pain is just going to the doctor. Sometimes the pain is being consistent with our medication. 
Sometimes the pain is going for a walk for 10 minutes. We can't do the hit 60-minute class. Like, we need to do what we can. But the goal is always to, what can I do to be my best to get out of my comfort zone in areas where God is calling us to do or for our bodies? Now, how about that focus on spiritual eyes? You know, the Bible says that Jesus was made perfect through what he suffered. No pain, no gain. Man, David was hunted down. That dude had to live in caves. That dude went through it. But he was quoted as a man after God's own heart and rose to be a great king for God. No pain, no gain. You know, I was thinking about, you know, the challenges in my life. And I think when I think about no pain, no gain, I, I, I go through one of two challenges. The first one is I can be challenged to run away from pain because who wants to be in pain? But the second one I can be challenged with is ignoring the pain. You guys ever do that where it's like that's over there and I, I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't even exist? I was thinking back to, you know, a time in my life when I've been challenged with this. Um, and it brought me back to a season where, you know, myself and Angel, you know, we were facing a lot of opposition, and I was crying. It was when, you know, the church went through a lot of challenges, and I just remember being so broken and so, you know, I was in pain. And I remember praying with my husband, and my husband prays, God, help us to lean into this pain. Help us to lean into what you're doing. And it really convicted me and kind of changed the trajectory of how, you know when you go through pain, you're like, okay, God, I trust you. I know this is for my good. I'm not going to leave you. Amen. I'm going to stay the corn. Am I the only one that gets like that? You just try to be spiritual. Like you're in pain, but you're trying to be spiritual. But I think it helped put me on a path of, God, I want to lean in. What do you want me to take away from this time? Help me to remember that this is for my good. Help me to see the good things you're doing because I don't see them right now. And it helped put me on a growth track versus a I'm just waiting to get through it track. You know, Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it, who have allowed themselves to be trained by it. You know, I love in Creed, like, Adonis was not in, you know, as I said, he wasn't in fight mode. He was kind of in his cushy life, and, you know, he was operating a gym and training other fighters. And then he got presented with this challenge where he was going to have to get out of his comfort zone. He probably thought he was old and fighting was a thing of his past, but he had to make this decision, I am going to face this challenge head on. And I love boxers, man. They just go for it. He went hard. And it just challenged me like, man, y'all see how I am at home. I'm an animated person. But how am I doing in my current challenges? How am I responding? You know, for you, are you running away from God in this season of challenges? Are you in denial about your challenges? Are you mean about your challenges? You know how when we going through it and we kind of get mean to people about anything? Or is that just me? You get testy. But how can we lean into our challenges? No pain, no gain. All right, I'm going to the second one. Point two, 
You can't out-train a bad diet. <laughs> you can't out-train a bad diet. Exercise is very important, but so is nutrition. Okay, y'all remember Rocky eating all them eggs when he was training? Y'all remember that? He had to just, and then he just had to eat a whole thing of raw eggs. Do you think that was his preference to eat raw eggs? I don't think so, but I think he knew that diet was very important. <laughs> Oftentimes, people tell me they've been working out and they don't understand why they haven't lost weight. And my first question is always, what are you eating? If you want to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. That means you cannot take in more than you put out. I don't care how much you put now. If you don't take in less, you're not going to lose weight. It's just science. <laughs> you said take your time. <laughs> so from a physical perspective, we have to think about what we are putting into our bodies. Because otherwise, we're doing all that work to work out. And it's kind of in vain because you're not really doing anything. You're like counteracting what it is that you're doing. Doesn't that happen the same way with us spiritually? Like we want to be spiritual people. I want to be able to say yes to God when he calls me to do something for him. I want to be able to say no to temptation. Mm, that fine looking dude over there wants to take me out, but nope, I ain't going to say no. I ain't going to say mm-mm because I know he don't go to church. He's not trying to be right. Mm-mm. Well, that's not going to happen through osmosis. <laughs> we got to think about our diet. All the sisters can relate to me in that moment right there, okay? <laughs> Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, 17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. If we want to grow in our faith, we have to hear the message through our own personal Bible study, through church, through having relationships around us where people talk about the Bible. Do we want to grow in our marriage? Do we want to have godly relationships? Do we want to grow in our character? We got to think about our diet. It's not just going to happen. Here we go again with discipline coming into play. We have to make a decision about what we are going to just ingest and build some healthy habits around our goals and our plans. You know, for Creed, I love that, you know, he removed himself from his environment. And I feel like I see that a lot. Like, Bob, I mean, didn't Rocky go to like Russia or something? And he was like in the snow, like three foot, see honey? Rocky, is that in four? Ah, <laughs> but they undergo a strict regiment to be successful because they understand that what they put in is going to help them when it comes to their fight. Are you making spiritual healthy habits in your life to grow in the things that you want to? Are you giving your heart and soul fuel 
You know, oftentimes when I talk about nutrition, what do I eat? What do I eat? Well, what is going to help you feel fueled for your workouts? What gives you energy throughout the day? I know we love that itis after meals. We like, woo, it's a good meal if I can't move and they got to roll me out of here. <laughs> and I ain't going to lie, I do love those moments. But they should be few, far in between, and not for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We got to feed our heart and soul. We have to make love deposits into our marriages, into our children. We can't grow in these areas if we don't deposit the good stuff. For me, myself, I struggle with selfishness, like a lot, a lot, okay? Uh, we just uh, had a D group upstairs. I was just encouraging the sister that said, I, selfishness comes easy, or selflessness comes easy to me. And I'm like, that's something I have to pray about because I'm a wife, because I'm a mother. And guess what? Everybody's hungry and needs something every single day, morning, afternoon, and night, and night, night, okay? And if I don't ingest the good stuff, I'm not going to be a good mom. I'm going to be a cranky an impatient mom. I don't spend time with God because I have to. I spend time with God because it's imperative for me to be the mama that I want to be, the wife that I want to be. I'm also an introvert. Did y'all know that? I come into a room and it is not easy for me to talk to people. And sometimes God will give you a little nudge, you know, when you struggle with things. He won't let me rest in, okay, that's just who you are, Christina, don't worry about it. No, he's going to make me marry an evangelist, okay? He's going to give me a job where I literally am around people all the time. And so what am I going to do with that? God, I'm going to have to rely on you for the role and the things that you have called me to do. And it's not just for my job. Jesus said, follow me. So I'm not alone here. God gets us out of our comfort zone, and are we going to make sure we have the diet we need in order to do the things we want to do? Amen? Amen. All right, last up, last up. Abs are made in the kitchen. This is number, one of the number one questions I get. I was at the pool yesterday with my family. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Come over here, come here. What do I do about this? <laughs> and I'm like, huh? How do I get rid of my belly fat? I'm like, okay. There's a constant notion of, okay, what do I need to do in order to target this? Okay, I don't care about any other part of my body. I just want to care about the abs. The truth is, I don't know, I feel bad. I'm about to say this. You cannot spot train your abs. You cannot just target them and hope they go down by themselves. That is not the way your body works. Number one, abs is a lot about genetics. So y'all will do 8,000 crunches, but y'all will never, we, I said we, we will never have them packs, you know, six, eight, ten packs that you see on TV. But more importantly than exercise for your abs is your body fat percentage. Y'all like this like, it's like health class and it's like spiritual class all at the same time. Yes! For your abs, the number one indicator of it and how they will look is your body fat percentage. And it's got to be real low 
So people are like, what can I do about belly fat? I say, go for a walk. Move. Think about what you're eating. The point was move. Not, girl, you need to go for a walk. But sometimes we make it complicated. I made it complicated. I'm walking around with 50 pounds of, Aria, I love you, but 50 pounds of post-baby weight. I got three chins, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And it's like sometimes we make it complicated for ourselves and what we need to do in order to take care of ourselves. Now, okay, so I'm going to get back to my creed reference. So, you know, when we're thinking about an area that we want to target, I think about for a boxer, they want to punch better. I mean, that would make sense, right? Because that's like their main thing. So, but when you think about it, if they just work out their arms, is that going to do, is that going to be the most effective? Or do they also need to work on their foot placement? Or do they also need to work on their lower body so that they can make sure when they punch, it comes from their whole body and not just their hands? I knew my husband was going like that one. I know I got some cool points with that one. So the more you work out your whole body as a boxer, the harder your punches will move and the more your opponent will feel them. And isn't that like us with our whole spiritual walk with God? Sometimes we want to focus on one air and they're like, God, make me a better this, make me a better that. But we don't think about it's, it's out of the overflow of your heart. And so you're just trying in one area to be better. But God just wants your heart. He wants to connect with you. He wants to be close to you out of the overflow of that intimacy with God, that connection with God. That's where those areas get influenced. You know, Matthew 7, 17. Matthew 7, 17 says, Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. But by their fruit, you will recognize him. You will recognize them. You know, I'm learning and been learning over the last two decades with the Lord. If I want to be the woman that God wants me to be, he's going to have to take control of all of me. I'm going to have to let him in and be vulnerable with all of me because I need construction, okay? I got a lot going on. My husband has to present me blameless before the Lord is what the Bible said. That's a lot. But if I want to produce the kind of fruit that I'm hoping for, that I'm praying for, I can't spot train. I'm going to have to give him my whole heart. And as I looked at my heroes in the Bible, David and Paul and Ruth and Deborah, you know, they, getting to watch them completely submit themselves to God and give over their whole lives and their whole hearts, it didn't just impact them, they impacted nations. They impacted families. And that's the kind of woman that I want to be. You know, I've gotten a lot of help over the years from some awesome, awesome advisors, and I need them, and I appreciate them. Um, and I realized that with the different roles that I have with God, you know, it's going to take an army. It's going to take a village, and it's going to take some help from him. Galatians 5.23, Galatians 5.23 says, The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, 
peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law, there is no law against these things. You know, one of the things I love about God is that he's there. You know, as I want to grow in these areas of discipline and self-control and perseverance, I don't have to become a new person through osmosis. He says, I can go to him and I can ask for these fruits in my life. Isn't that reassuring that you don't have to figure it out by yourself? That you can say, God, I need your help with self-control. I need your help with discipline. I need you to organize my time. I need you to organize my priorities. I need you to help me set up boundaries. And we, a lot of times we do these in other areas of our lives, as careers, or even as moms, we will stay up at all hours to take care of our babies and feed them and clothe them. And we miss out spiritually on applying that same discipline and that same self-control. You know, lastly, I just want to um, close out with a scripture in Proverbs. Um, and I just love that God rewards as we continue to seek him and ask for his help. Proverbs 14, 23 says, All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. That's Proverbs 14, 23. You know, I love getting to watch, you know, just the, the timeline of, of Creed and, you know, how he puts in the work and how he's got a fight. I mean, the fight scene in Creed 3 is kind of worth it in itself just to see how they were, like, magical with it. Um, but just that all that hard work in the desert, you know, all that, you know, talking with his wife, amen, having a good time with his wife, get his mind right, you know, helped him to get to the place where he found victory. And, the same, and that's the same promise that we can have with God, that as we put in that work, as we ask for that help, that those are the things that are going to come as a result, that we will to get to have victories as a result of that work. You know, as we go ahead and close out and just think about the cross and just think about the ways that God exuded these, you know, qualities um, in the cross, you know, I think it's, it's so inspiring to watch Jesus um, as he had to exude discipline and self-control and perseverance. You know, he, he did not want to go to the cross. He had to go to the garden and he had to pray, God, help me. He didn't pray once. He didn't pray twice. He kept going back until he felt resolved about where he needed to be. Discipline. When he was up on that cross and they were yelling all types of stuff and they were spitting on him, they were doing all kinds of things. It said he remained silent. Self-control. When he hung up on that cross for hours, hours, nailed, separated from God, I think of perseverance, and without that perseverance, I wouldn't get the opportunity to be a daughter of his and forgiven today. So let's reflect on Jesus as we take the supper. Of course, if you don't have any, uh, the ushers will get you some. I'll go ahead and pray. <sighs> Father God, thank you so much, God, just for who you are. Thank you for your perseverance and your relationships with us, God. Thank you for your desire to be with us, God, to be connected to us, God, to be intimate with us, God. Thank you for your relentless love and the ways that you constantly, constantly seek after our hearts, God. 
I pray that in these moments where we'll reflect on you and your glory and your power and the way that you use that in order to chase after us, God. I pray that you will help us to grow in areas that are obstacles between us and you, God. I pray that you will help us to lean on you, God. And we appreciate so much that gift of being able to seek you out with our whole hearts, God. We love you. It's in your awesome name we always love to pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. New sermons are uploaded each Monday morning. Simply search The Path Church Atlanta in iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting service. Additionally, we greatly appreciate your feedback on iTunes. If you would like to learn more about The Path, we encourage you to visit www.thepath.church. We hope to fellowship with you soon.